Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Monday. Today is Monday, July 31st. I've got an awesome friend with me on the podcast today. Her name is Wendy Speak, and we're going to be talking today about anger and what it what it feels like to uh, work your way through being an angry mom. So if you have ever struggled with anger, so a moment of silence for anybody who's ever struggled with that, stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys have been following me now for a little while through my crazy summer, and I just finished speaking at VHE in Modesto. Thanks to everybody who came out uh, to hear me speak and who everybody whose neck I got to hug in California. My family and I are still on the road, and we will be home in a couple of days. So it's been good to just be away a little bit and kind of uh, breathe some different air and have a little bit of a change of routine. But I want to get I'm going to get straight to my guest today because uh, Wendy Speak is back on the podcast with me today. Hey, Wendy. Welcome, girl. Hey there, Heidi, and hi to all your friends. It's fun to have you here. So for those of you who don't know um, much about Wendy, I met Wendy. Wendy, where did we meet? We met at uh, GHC, right? A couple years ago? Yeah, we met at the Great Home School Convention, I think, last June. So just a little over a year ago. And our our literary agent, we have the same agent, and he told me to be on the lookout for you. But every time I went to your booth, um, I saw your husband, but not you, because <laughs> whenever you're walking around, everybody's swarming you, wanting a piece of you and wanting to hug you and pray with you. So we didn't actually get to meet me, but it started our friendship off. And you had you stopped by my booth when I wasn't there. Yeah, that's right. And you right. picked up a copy of Triggers. That's so right. That's yeah. when our Triggers conversation started. That's right. And I've always been so, I'm always so encouraged uh, by moms who are honest. I'm a huge fan of just honesty in motherhood. Um, and I don't think that mothers are encouraged by the Pinterest version of us. I think that they're encouraged when they see this is this is real life. And I think that's why I liked Trigger so much, because even though you and I didn't get a chance to really connect, and honestly, you know, everybody who, who works out on the homeschool circuit knows uh, or even in any convention circuit, speakers are like um, ships in the night. <laughs> you know, we sort of pass each other because usually you're, you know, you were on your way to speak when I wasn't, or vice versa. Sure, um, sure. So it well, was, you know, it, it's hard to be real, especially in that homeschool environment. I have oh. a great big banner that's up behind me, and it's the cover of Trigger. So it's a, it's a close up of a woman screaming. Nice. And um, underneath it, it says. Don't miss my session, Confessions of an Angry Homeschool Mom. And I thought, well, aren't I clever as I put that together? And I went and I hung it up. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just told every That was your Scarlet A. Person that It was my Scarlet A. I was like, oh, I thought it was kind of funny until I have to say, no, that's really me. That's really the journey that I had to walk through. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, yeah. And honestly, I think all of us to one degree or another 
walk that same journey. And so I guess my first question for you is, how did you start writing triggers? Yeah, well, I had to live it first. (laughs) I had to be triggered a a lot more than I thought I was going to be. (laughs) Um, A couple of years ago, a few years ago, I started writing for a website called The Mob Society, M-O-B Mob. And um, it's run by Brooke McLaughlin and a team of writers. So one day she said, "That's to mothers the team of boys writers, for all of you who are mothers of boys." Yeah, for all yes. of you who are like mob. Is this like the actual mob? No, it's mothers of boys. Sorry, I thought I said that. Yes, <laughs> mothers of boys, the mob society. So one day she said to the group of writers, "I'm getting so many private messages from." moms who are struggling with anger. Hmm. Um, I was thinking maybe we'd open up a small private Facebook group where they can just be encouraged. Would anybody step up to lead it? And there were crickets because like really who wants to be that, you know, who wants the confessions of an angry mom (laughs) and a banner behind them all the time. Um, So nobody offered to at first. And then she asked again, and Amber Leah, um, whose website is Mother of Nights, Um, she said, okay, I will, because she came by it honestly. Um, originally she, she had anger in her home growing up. And, and when she started raising her, her crew, it surprised her that she was doing what she swore she never would. So it started her on a journey kind of out of that generational hold and allowing God to do a new thing in her life. And so she's just, she's a wealth of a wealth of wisdom. And I learned so much and I'm so privileged to be writing with her. But within the first week, thousands of women had signed up and she said, okay, I need a, I need a partner. This is too much for me. So I said, well, unlike you, I never had anybody raise their voice at me a day in my life. I mean, from my parents to friends. And then even once I got married, my husband's never yelled at me. I've never been in a fight. Hmm. And then I had my third child and something broke. And, and I think something literally broke in me hormonally and I just couldn't cope. And so the children, when they would dare do something childish, I, I, I just emotionally wasn't stable hmm. and I was shocked. I was ashamed. Um, I wasn't physically abusive, but I know some women can end up there even, mm-hmm. um, or verbally abusive with cussing. I mean, I just now that I'm speaking to women, I see that women who love God and wake up and get in the word can end up cussing at their kids when they're melting down for mouth. It's true. So I I started realizing, oh, this is a big thing. Like this is a really big thing. So within that Facebook group, it's called No More Angry Mob. So you can find it on Facebook and request to be um, admitted and admitted. I love it. It sounds like a <laughs> like you're going into the psych but ward, but yeah, <laughs> but it is. And so every day, Amber and I are praying over the women. We are giving examples. Okay, here's something that happened today. Um, Amber does wonderful Facebook lives where she just opens up the word and and points women who are struggling back to Jesus, Hmm. the one who came because of our struggles, the one who came to set captives free. And anger can feel a lot like captivity. So um, in that group one morning, I said, okay, so what are your triggers? What is it that these little guys are doing that sets you off and makes you so blasted angry? And hundreds of 
women started responding. And it was things from when my husband travels and I'm sleep deprived to I thought my parents were going to be involved. And we don't have one grandparent that lives nearby or is hands on to why can't the kids just get their cotton picking shoes on and get in the car Right to melt down over schoolwork to, I mean, you name it. Yeah. And um, the next morning, Amber got on the Facebook group and she said, okay, we're just going to go through these triggers one at a time, but we're not going to give parenting advice so much so that your kids get their shoes on and get in the car and you don't have to get angry. Instead, we're talking about us. Hmm. We're going to, we're going to say, Lord, we need to grow up in this home. You know, everybody, the children need to grow up into maturity, but you can start with me. Mm-hmm. And so it became a series and the women in the group just said, oh, please put this together, like package it so that I can read it over and over because each of the posts were a thousand words, maybe 1200 words, which is a long blog post, but it's not a chapter. And it was full of scripture. And you and I know that scripture is really where the transforming power is. That's right. And, um, and so the Brooke McLaughlin, the owner of the mob society said, Hey, we've been talking about, um, publishing. What do you think about being our guinea pigs? Would you let us publish triggers? And so a few months later, uh, that was February, 2016. So a year and a half ago, we released triggers and it has continued to go out into the world with almost as much force as it did the very first couple of months because women are reading it now for the third time and hosting groups of other moms in their homes. And it's just, it's become, um, a, a really popular, uh, group study to mm-hmm. do. So mops groups are doing it and everyone's sharing it with their moms because I mean, their mom friends, because someone's talking about what feels so shameful and private and in the dark. And we know that if you bring something to the light, then then the light of the world can start doing a work and transforming us That's and bring right. us out of those dark cowboy, um, you know, dusty places right. where we feel stuck. Right. And honestly, I mean, the, the the flip side of that is when we don't bring it into the light, it festers and grows like mold does. You know, I think it's oh, the same yes. for every every area of our life, um, which is why I'm so I'm so big into authenticity and just helping these women say, hey, listen, we've all got these, you know, what your marriage issues. I know moms who struggle privately uh, with their husbands are having uh, problems with pornography. We've got all kinds of things that we sweep under the carpet or, you know, behind the refrigerator or wherever it's the most quiet. And I think that's just, we become an island and then the, then the devil has a field day. Uh, because we've isolated ourselves and there's no better target for uh, depression and just for the lies of the enemy to settle into the soul of a mom than isolation. And so one of the things I love about what you're doing is you're bringing by example uh, your own struggle out into the light. And it's an encouragement. It's an encouragement to me. And I know uh, the moms and dads, because I know there are a lot of men who listen to this podcast too. And so I always like to include them because I think obviously, you know, we hear about this um, anger is a huge issue uh, with men as well. And I think sort of for, for someone like me, it sounds like you and I grew up very differently because I, I did grow up in an abusive home. So my father was very angry and I knew 
from before uh, my first daughter was born that this was going to be a problem for me. I At least I feared it would be yes. a problem. And I think just yes. being able to come out, I mean, the Lord's been working in my life uh, in this area for many, many years because I had to overcome uh, coming from a home where that was all I saw modeled. And I think, um, sure. I think you're right. I love your honesty and just saying, I actually didn't have that modeled for me. Turns out I have a sin nature, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just and we're battling with it. So when you, um, I'm curious to know what are some of your biggest triggers. So maybe giving these moms examples. When you sure. say triggers, what are some of the ones that you struggle with? Sure. Uh, right before I I answer that because I got a lot, <laughs> but um, um, generational triggers hmm. is one of the chapters. What we found is some of the things that are our triggers are the things our kids do. And some of the, it, but, but it really every, every chapter points back to us that even if your kid does, you know, back talk, right. Why you talk back to their back talk. Yeah. Why you shame them and blame them for making you angry really has so much more to do with you than their actual behavior. So half of the book is the things that they do. And half of the thing, half of the book we call them um, internal triggers rather than external triggers are the things about us. So being raised by a, by a mom or, or a dad that was abusive mm-hmm. and, and you swore you never would, but you never got any different tools, you know, just everybody yelled in your family. Um, another one is depression, depression, whether it's postpartum or just a cyclical thing that you've struggled with all of your life. Um, that can be another trigger. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Bringing some of those into the light, some of those really hard things. Yeah. Now, personally for me, I joke that, um, writing triggers was my biggest trigger <laughs> because you know, because you're in the midst of like book writing and book launching, yep. uh, you know, plug for becoming mom strong. Yep. I got to read it early. Wonderful. But I have no doubt that there were times that you had an agenda yep. beyond you know, wiping bottoms and teaching school and loving your people. Mm-hmm. And I think this is true for everyone, whether they're a book writer or not. As soon as we have an agenda that's bigger than the present moment of being face to face with your kids, mm-hmm. when you've got an agenda that I've got to get out the door early on Sunday morning to get to church because I'm holding babies in the nursery and your kids can't find their shoes and get in the car. Yes. That that could be your trigger. Why and can so, they never find their shoes? Why, why? Can they never find their shoes? I, I think that shoes must be like a, a plot of devil or something. I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe we should be barefoot. I don't but know. But then it would be something else. <laughs> but I really think that um, that all women can find, especially in our culture today, that we just have so much on our plates mm-hmm. that um, anything your child does that is childish Mm -hmm. can be the straw that breaks the mama's back Mm -hmm. because we have all the other things we've committed to. And so in triggers, when we talk about multitasking, multitasking might mean that you're really dropping the ball on the most important task right now. We encourage women to take a look at their, and and men to take a look at their lives and say, what things have I said yes to? Yep. That's a huge one. Yeah. I might say, not now. And it might be really 
good, worthy, important stuff. It might be book writing. It might be holding the babies at church on Sunday mornings, but I can't love my own babies on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to get there. So for this season, I need to say no to that. Mm -hmm. So we talk about margin so that we can slow down and consider a better response before we blow it with our kids again. Mm. So that's a big one. I learned early on in my life that I couldn't multitask well. I took fewer classes in college. I had to, um, I struggled even with back problem in high school because I would get so stressed out Mm -hmm. if I tried to do what everybody else was. So what does that look like as a mom? Because I can't drop a kid the way that I could drop a class in college. Right. So what do I need to drop so I don't drop a kid um, with my behavior? Mm -hmm. Another one is just my children's immaturity. And I find that moms and dads, when your kids roll their eyes or slam the door or whine and complain. If the kids whine and complain, we whine and complain about their whining and complaining. Right. Thinking if we whine and complain about their whining and complaining, they're going to stop whining and complaining, but it just doesn't work that way. No. We need to, in our maturity, invite our immature children to come up with us Yeah. instead of joining them in the immaturity. And I know that you know, and all of your listeners know that have been wooed by the gentleness of Christ. It is only the kindness of the Lord that has led me to repentance. Yeah. It has never been fire and brimstone, shaming um, presence of a holy God yeah. that has made me mature yeah. It has only been in his kindness and his grace and his mercy. And so how do we parent with that? I think that those are a couple of my biggest triggers. Well, I think for moms who are listening to this and they're and they see themselves reflected, because if we're if we're if we're thinking about it, I wrote down something that you said I think is so important. I want to kind of camp on it for we only have like four minutes left. I want to camp on this because you were talking about agenda. And I think every mom, we wake up every day with an agenda, right? We, it's our to-do list. Yeah, preach <laughs> you it. Know? Yeah. So, and we're uh, going to do it well. We are yeah. going to do it like a boss. That yeah. is right. Yeah. And you wake up with that. And the and I don't know about you, but my days rarely go like I plan. It rarely goes like I want it to, even for exercise, at little things. Like I, I find that for me, you know, the most frustrating thing in this season of my life, and I've been parenting for a long time, uh, it's just I've got so many kids and such a long span, you know, such a wide um, age range between my oldest who's 26 and my youngest who's six. Um, I think for me, I start to get tired of just like I'm pouring and I'm pouring and I'm pouring and I'm pouring out. And I'm like, when do I get to get poured back into myself? You know, and I think for moms who are doing that and, you know, wake up in the morning, you think, okay, I'm going to exercise today. Today's going to be the day. But then, your mm-hmm. kid gets up and they're crying, or you forgot you had an orthodontist appointment, or whatever, and the day gets going, and you look at your clock and you realize, oh my word, it's two thirty in the afternoon. I have no idea what I'm going to do for dinner, and the walk that I that little you know two mile walk that I wanted to get in, if if I do that, then nobody eats tonight, you know. And you never showered because you were going to do a walk. Preach, right? You woke up and you put <laughs> your workout clothes on, and here it's you know two thirty three in the afternoon, and they're just laughing at you. Your tennis shoes. They're just you know you you're you're just going. I I'm never going to get this. And I think resentment starts to build, you know, it can, uh, that resentment can sort of, of creep in. And I think that's what surprises me always is that I feel like even after I've been doing it for so long, so this isn't a message for moms who are, you know, with just little ones at home, everybody can understand why a mom with who 
surrounded by screaming babies gets upset. But a mom who has uh, grandchildren, <laughs> you know, a mom who's been doing this for a while, I think um, it's kind of a visceral response to um, not getting yeah. our way. I really kind of think that's well, what it is. Heidi, it, what uh, from a man's heart, so he speaks. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if in your heart is bitterness yeah. and resentment that you that nobody's loving on you and helping you, yeah. then I guarantee you, when when someone's complaining about the fact they have to eat broccoli that night, right? What's going to come out of the mouth is yep. much more than words about broccoli. That's right. It's going to be. Have you not noticed? That's right. That this entire day has been me serving you. Yeah. This has been me. I mean, I'm, I, I feel impassioned yeah. because that's how we talk to our kids about the broccoli that they're complaining about Yep, because there's so much more yep. backing it up and pushing it out the fire hose yep. than them not wanting to. I mean, if it were about the broccoli, we'd say, Hey, you know what, bud, this is what's served tonight. Yep. And this is what you need to eat. The yep. rest of our family, we're going to be having a bonfire out outside tonight and we're having s'mores. Right. You may sit here as long as it, you need to, or you may go and leave it and, and get ready for bed. But this is what we're doing after right. broccoli tonight. Yep. This isn't a conversation. It's just mom being in charge. I love you, but eat your broccoli. Right. And it's just about the broccoli. It's not about the fact that nobody loved me while I'm serving you today. Right. <laughs> well, and I think, but I can't tell you, I've done it. I mean, confessions of a mom here. Yeah, I, I've told them everything they've done wrong that entire day because they won't eat the broccoli. Yep, and I think you know when when we talk about, I love um, Proverbs twenty nine eleven. It says, "Fools give full vent to their anger." Yes. But the wise yes, bring do. calm in the end. And I think for moms who struggle with this, it's that it's that um, ability to go back and go, Father, help me, help me see the bigger picture, not to um, win a battle and lose the war. And I think that's what happens when we continue to give vent to our anger. Uh, we end up, we might win the battle for a minute. They might be quiet and then we might have shamed them into feeling like, oh man, you're right. I didn't pay attention. I didn't help mom today. And I can see why she's frustrated, but eventually we lose we lose the war. And I think that's kind of the, that's the war is really for the hearts and minds of our kids. And we want to be able to set the tone for that. And you know, Wendy, I want to take this conversation, we're out of time today. I want to take this conversation into the homeschool realm, because I know there are a lot of moms who are listening to this, who homeschool their kids. We're getting ready. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Lord help me, but we're getting ready to go back into homeschooling again because we're coming up um, on August. It'll be, uh, it's going to be the second on Wednesday. So would you come up back on Wednesday and we can uh, give a little mom uh, love to the homeschool moms who are listening and maybe some tools to help them get ready for a new homeschool year? Oh, I would love it. I'll be preaching to myself. Right. We will all be just preaching to ourselves. So (laughs) women, come back on Wednesday, and you can listen to Wendy and I preach to ourselves. We're going to be talking a little bit more about triggers. Uh, Wendy's book, you can find about Wendy. You can find out all about Wendy Speak and her ministry uh, to women at her website. And I will link back to all things Wendy Speak related today. I hope that you'll check out Triggers. I know it's going to bless and encourage you. And Wendy has lots of ideas for gentle parenting. And you can follow her on Instagram. You can follow her on Facebook. Definitely check out uh, The Mob Society. In fact, Wendy, I just joined that when you were talking about it. I found it, uh, that Facebook page. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I want to introduce you to Brooke because uh, she would be a blessing for you to know. She She's such a she's such a gift, the woman who runs that site. So well, all I'm right, excited. I'll be back Wednesday. 
Yeah. So we'll come back on Wednesday, everybody. In the meantime, have a great Monday. Don't forget to spend some time in the Word today. I've got a brand new scripture writing challenge. If you've already subscribed to my blog, it should be in your inbox. So be sure to get in the Bible with me for the month of August, and we'll come back on Wednesday and talk about that a little bit more, as well as give some love to uh, all you homeschool moms. So we'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Come